Greetings and salutations, everybody. It's your girl, Jackie Ray. Welcome to another episode of Press Pass. You will notice that I'm in my own space. I'm in my own world right now because I am doing this week's episode without my co-host, my partner in crime, Devontae Ferguson. He is out this week with family, and I'm sure a lot of you guys are, and happy Thanksgiving week. But still, thank you for joining us this week, and don't forget to follow me on all things social media at Fanatic. Now... I have a list of things that I'm going to get into. Timmy B is going to be joining me today to tell me about some fines in the NBA. So make sure you stay tuned for that. This Sunday NFL was phenomenal. It was great. It was a great day of football. Uh, my Saints, as you guys saw, barely made it out. Uh, that, that game was a nail biter. But I think all of us were really looking forward to, whether you love them or hate them, we were all looking forward to the Cowboys and the Patriots because we all wanted to see that number one defense in the league go up against the number one offense in the league. Dak Prescott leading the league in passing yards. So we wanted to see that all play out. And I think that for those of us who are not We even kind of needed the Cowboys to win this game, even if we're not fans, because (laughs) probably not fans of the Patriots either, Um, but because we needed the Cowboy fandom to make sense. We needed that whole, oh, we're going to the playoffs. Oh, we're going to the Super Bowl. We needed that narrative to make sense. And in order for that to happen, Dak Prescott needed to walk into New England and come out with a win. I'm not going to foreshadow. I'm not going to play what if. I will say this. I hate when teams have to play against the refs. And that call that came with a minute and 53 seconds left in the fourth quarter that it was tripping against their center, uh, Travis Frederick, where there was no tripping. You can play that video 90 times and 90 times you will see that there is not tripping that literally negated their first down and ultimately ended their final drive of the game. And I just would have loved to see that play out as it was supposed to. Because if that plays out the right way, then we get to go the rest of the week or at least until Thanksgiving without the Cowboy fans saying, oh, the refs blew the game for us. But with that call on the books, and you can play this both ways because Dak Prescott and company did not score a touchdown in this game. So this their little nine points were all due to the kicker. And you can't blame the kicker for not getting one of those because then you would have still lost by a point. So there was a lot of things that the offense just did not do, could not do. Um, But on the flip side, the Cowboys defense did a pretty good job of holding the Patriots. They only scored one touchdown during that game. But ultimately, um, we're talking about a minute and 53 seconds left in the fourth quarter and not the rest of the game. So I think that if the offense that is the Cowboys could have produced prior to that, then I could give this specific call a little bit more weight. Like if it was 12 to 13, I could give that call a little bit more weight, but that is not the case. Um, I just, I don't know. There's a lot that is that is very familiar with this whole situation. For those of you who don't know, I used to be a Cowboy fan, but, you know, I am black and Jerry is who he is. So that just didn't work out for me. But um, I this is a familiar scene where you have this immense talent. You have Amari Cooper. Hell, Randall Cobb is getting balls knocked out of his arm and he pulling them back in. You have this immense talent in Ezekiel Elliott. And I think all of us 
are totally flabbergasted with the genius that is putting Kellen Moore in as the quarterback coach. And now we're seeing Dak Prescott's game elevate. I don't think any of us thought he would be accurate more than 10, 15 yards, 20 yards tops. But we're seeing that he's not only mobile now, he's accurate now. He's giving time for the plays to develop. He has these assets now in Amari Cooper and Randall Cobb and and uh, even uh, Gallup is out there doing his thing. And don't forget the ever constant Jason Witten. There's a lot of talent on this team that six and five just does not make sense. But Cowboy fans, this is familiar territory. And I think that this is what the Cowboys do. They, they look really good against meh or okay teams. And then they get in front of these teams that are trying to win at all costs. And then all of a sudden it's, it's like, Oh, okay, well, how much talent do we really have? Immense amount of talent. Um, I know the the rumors are that Jason Garrett is probably going to leave, and I have been one of the proponents for that for the last three years. Jason Garrett has literally been in Dallas for three years too long. But this is a sense of Jerry not wanting to admit he's wrong and just wants his contract to run out. So word on the street is um, Jason Garrett is possibly looking at the New York Giants to be his next home. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that Jason Garrett would be a definite improvement to what they have now. And I can't say for sure that Jason Garrett, Dallas Cowboys head coach, would be the same head coach we see anywhere else in the league. Because I think that, especially Cowboy fans, you know that after Jimmy Johnson, um, there was really nothing. Barry Switzer rode on the wave that uh, Jimmy Johnson had created. And after that, it's just a wave of conflict between Jerry Jones and the head coach, or you finally settle in on Jason Garrett. And now you have this head coach that is allowing you to take the reins and not giving you any fight back just because he wants to keep his job. So I don't know if any of us really have a clue as to who Jason Garrett is as a head coach that they've instilled confidence in, and it is his team. I don't know if we've seen that, Jason Garrett, um, so I am going to give him that. But at the same time, I think the Cowboys, as far as talent, are much better than a 6-5 and five team, and I think they damn lucky that the rest of the division is doing so horribly because otherwise I think they'd be sitting at the bottom of the division. But none, nonetheless... Cowboys always play on Thanksgiving. So does the Detroit Lions. This year, my Saints are playing on Thanksgiving. They're going into Atlanta. I definitely need a better showing from them than what I saw in Carolina. That game was too close. Sorry, Carolina, though. I know you guys wanted to hang on, but I'm I'm so glad to have knocked you off. But And there's still a possibility. Highly unlikely, but still a possibility. But um, so as we go into Thanksgiving Day and you're spending time with your family and doing all that good stuff, uh, the Bears are going to be facing the Bills. Now, look, can I just make this weird? <laughs> I know I'm really good at making these off the wall predictions and they fail miserably. And I don't know if this one's going to be any different, but I got to say, Never in a million years that I think that the Buffalo Bills were going to be who they have been this season. Um, they're sitting at eight and three right now. They're going to face the six and five Cowboys on Thanksgiving. I think they're going to be sitting at nine and three after that. That's a totally different Bills that I'm used to making fun of year after year. I'm not going to say that the Bills are going to go to the Super Bowl, but I am going to say. 
they'll win that wild card game. They'll win that wild card game. Let me see. Right now, the Bills are looking at if everything stays the same in the standings right now with the NFL playoff picture. Let's just take a look. See right here. Okay, right now as it stands, the Bills will be playing the Kansas City Chiefs. This is such a crazy thing for me because I have been saying that the Chiefs were going to go to the Super Bowl. That is still my wish. That is still my hope because I love Patrick Mahomes with all that's within me. So I really wouldn't be in, mind being wrong about this prediction. But um, I definitely think that having Patrick Mahomes go out for, you know, those games, it's it's kind of derailed them a little bit. So they got to find their their rhythm again. And um, seven and four is not the record I expected to see from them right now. Um Nine and three is not the the record I expected the Bills to have, but or eight or eight and four if they happen to lose to the Cowboys. But um, right now, as it stands, the Buffalo would be playing Kansas City in Kansas City. Uh, but I think that the because you know a lot unless you're in Buffalo or New York, you're not hearing. Uh, we're just not talking about Buffalo. And I think that's because historically there's been nothing to talk about. So I don't think that anyone is talking enough stuff. I don't think the media is giving them a whole, any of this whole, they're not who we think they are or things of that nature. But I think that the silence might be deafening. And I think that maybe, maybe Buffalo, they're going to at least win this wild card. I'm just going to go ahead and double down on that. That's my story. Now I'm sticking to it. Um, also, real quick, before I get over to the NBA, and Timmy B is going to keep us updated on some of the fines that are going on over there, I did want to touch on Baker Mayfield real quick because I know, for those of you who watch me on the fumble, I do take every opportunity I can get to let Baker Mayfield know how disappointed I am in him for letting me down. I know he's let the the Cleveland Browns down and all y'all fans and all them advertisements, <laughs> all those advertisers, he let y'all down too. But I'm talking about me because I said to the heavens that y'all was going to be king of the North. And I'm just, I still feel some type of way that you made me completely wrong about that. But on Sunday, Baker Mayfield got 327 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, and their 41 to 24 win over Miami. And all of a sudden the Baker pro Baker pe people are coming out. Whatever they saying. Let me tell you something. Um, <laughs> we talking about Miami. Miami is in the bottom of the barrel in defense. You supposed to score 41 points against them. You supposed to throw three touchdowns. You not supposed to throw an interception. I cannot give Baker Mayfield any credit. I can give him a little bit. Because he did beat the Ravens. So I'm going to give you a little bit. But I can't give you any credit. I just can't. And I feel bad for you uh, Cleveland Brown fans. Because let me tell you, y'all some of my favorite people in the world. Especially by doing this. This is a video of Cleveland fans who have <laughs> a Mason Rudolph pinata. And they are hitting it. With a Pittsburgh Steelers helmet. When I tell you guys that I love you and your level of petty, I mean that. <laughs> because that is something I would do. And I really want Baker Mayfield to produce for you. Um, but that pinata just made my whole entire day. Especially since Miles Garrett is saying that Mason Rudolph used the N-word. Now Mason and his people are categorically denying that. Uh, but let me just say something. This picture right here. 
looks like he's in the middle of saying the N-word. It looked like... (laughs) It looked like Miles Garrett was content to take your helmet off and then you lost your mind and he lost his. That's what it looks like to me. Um, I don't know if he said it or not. I definitely wouldn't put it past him because of how he played the whole situation. He caused the scenario and then all of a sudden he was barbecue Betty and wanted to play the victim when the cops pulled up, i.e. the refs. And I just think I wouldn't put it past a person like that a day in my life. He's getting, he's anticipated to get a $50,000 fine, but the fact that he's not suspended at all kind of troubles me, but I'm happy with the fine. But Cleveland fans, I heart you. Just know that. All right, Timmy B, tell me about some fines in the NBA. What's up, y'all? This is your big homie, Timmy B. Thanks for checking out the Press Pass podcast. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at It's Timmy B, I-T-Z, Timmy B. Now, we're going to be talking about some fines from the NBA. We have Rondo. Rajon Rondo, I think he wants to be in the MMA or something, man, because he just cannot stop fighting. You know, last year against the Rockets, he gave Chris Paula just a right cross straight to the face. But he need Dennis Schroeder in the groin in the fourth quarter in the game. What kind of man kicks another man in the nads? I mean, do you really want him to not have no kids? You get hit in the nads, you're going to feel it for a few days. And Rajon Rondo was also fined for the verbal abuse of the referee. Now, the referee must have, you know, said some things. Of course, he teed him up for the sportsmanlike conduct. But then Rajon Rondo goes on to call him a effing pussy. That's a no-no. Los Angeles Clippers' Patrick Beverly was fined for anti-flopping. No flopping in the league. They don't like that. You already know that. And while guarding James Harden, he throws his body up and flops and looks like he just got hit by the exorcist or something. So he got fined 5000 for that. And it was a back-to-back game. So this was the second game in a row that Patrick Beverly has been flopping. We're going to put some extra credit to this segment. We're going to talk about Russell Westbrook's brother who was ejected. He ain't playing in the league. Russell Westbrook's brother and Montrez must have had some words while the game was going on. And at the end of the game, of course, Clippers came out with the victory. And Montrez Harrell is walking back to the locker room. And Russell Westbrook's brother just can't seem to get a hold of himself, and he goes out to the court and almost steps foot on the court to go talk to Montrez Harrell and have a few words. Security says, no, can't do that. Kicks him out. So Russell Westbrook, you got to talk to your brother, man. And before I get out of here, I want to give a special shout out to Demarcus Boogie Cousins. He got his domestic violence case dropped. His girlfriend accused him of domestic violence and he is on record and has a phone call of a voicemail where he does threaten her and threatens to harm her. But as of right now, the case has been dropped. So shout out to Boogie Cousins, man. I hope you have a speedy recovery, your ACL injury. I know that's a tough one. Keep this Lake Show rolling, y'all. Hey, yo, Jackie Ray, that's all my time. What you got? All right, you guys, before I get out of here, let me just real quick give you some of my predictions. Now, as I said, uh, Buffalo is heading into Dallas on Thanksgiving. Now, listen, we already know the Cowboys have the number one offense. Um, They're eighth in defense, but the Bills are third. That's what I'm saying. We are sleeping on the Bills. Um, But, again, Dak Prescott out here, number one in passing. Buffalo's 23rd. Rushing, Bills are fourth. So I, you know what? Here's the thing. The Cowboys historically are doing really bad at home. This year is not that case. They're doing really well at home. Um, nonetheless, I got if I'm a, if my prediction is going to be true, I got to stay the course, right? So I'm going with Buffalo by seven in that game. Ooh, Lord, I don't, 
I'm not gonna be mad if I'm wrong at that one because you know I Thanksgiving is just not the same. I'll be with my Cowboys peeps. Shout out to Westside Dallas Cowboy Connection. I'm going to be spending Thanksgiving with some of them. And, you know, it's just better for them and the drinking games and all that if, you know, the Cowboys win. So I'm going to be good with that one either way. Lions and Bears. Oh, my. Um, That one, you know, that one's going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and go with the Lions um, just because – I don't even know if it's going to be fun to watch. So get all your drinking games out during that game. Uh, what time does that game even come on? We might have to plan this out. What time does this game come on? Okay, comes on here in L.A. at 9.30 a.m. I take back the drinking games. Please do not be drinking that early in the morning. Be preparing your meal, your Thanksgiving meal during that time. Um, but like I said, that's going to be a low-scoring game. But I'm just going to go with the Lions just because I just have zero faith in Mitch. All right, so let's get to this uh, Saints and Falcons. Of course, I'm going with my Saints. There's no no question there. Is that it? Is that all we got? No Washington on Thanksgiving? All right, that's it. Um, All right, you guys, I don't have a lot for you right now. We are going to come at you on Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. So make sure you tune in for that. Um, But I would like to say this right now. This is Monday. For those of you guys who are listening to us on Monday, for those of you who are listening to us later, it doesn't matter what I'm going to say. We still carry through. The Lakers have the best record in the league they're going into san antonio to play the spurs on monday they're gonna be 15 and 2 i just had to say that and uh, the most popular statement in the nba right now is lebron to ad that is the assist that happens most often right now so y'all just y'all just carry that with you into your thanksgiving meal and remember i gave it to i well i didn't you know ad and King James did, but shout out to my boys, King James and the Lakers. Make sure you keep this ball rolling. I am saying something so enthusiastically that I never thought I would say. Lake show, don't drown, no. Yes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Press Pass. Make sure you follow me on all things J-Ray the Fanatic. Don't forget to run over and check out Devontae at Devontae Ferguson, and we will see you next week. <laughs>